You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we're going to unpack everything that happened on Monday. We're very, very close to saying baseball is back. We've just got to wait for 5 p.m. today. That's Tuesday. This this episode's coming out on Tuesday. But 5 p.m. Tuesday, we will have the official Word And maybe before that, we'll have to see how it all plays out. We'll, we'll break that down and break down what it is that we are looking at for this season on today's episode. But before we do that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked on Reds on just about every social media channel you can think of. All right, so Monday... Afternoon, evening-ish, everyone was waiting for the Players Association vote. We had reports leading up that they were going to turn it down. They did. The Players Association voted on their panel of 38 representatives. They had 30 player representatives and 8 subcommittee representatives vote. The vote uh, was, or the, the plan from the owners was rejected by a count of 33 to 5. And so that went back on Rob Manfred and the owners now to set a schedule, and they had a conference call later Monday night, and they came to the conclusion that as long as the Players Association can agree on two things. Number one, that they will report to Spring Training 2.0 on July 1st, or by July 1st. And number two, that they will sign off on the health and safety protocols in the operating manual for the players. Reports are, according to Jeff Passan, and I share this at on, on my personal Twitter account, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, that the players will say yes to both things. We're going to wait for confirmation because if this last month and a half is any indication, whenever it is left up to a vote by somebody, there's still a chance that it's going to get turned down. I want to make sure that that doesn't happen before I get too excited. That's why I'm a little subdued right now. I, I, I would love to be ecstatic and celebratory and drinking champagne while, ta- while telling you this, but honestly, they really killed my, mo- my enthusiasm for all of this just the every time you turn around you hear well we're not having baseball we're not having baseball and it's ironic because Jeff Passan I was looking back to try and break down the March agreement from March 26th and Jeff Passan wrote this on March 28th and it was so prophetically ironic for the events that would follow the March agreement but he literally wrote this. This is a quote from what he was talking about as to why the agreement was needed because there is a clause in the MLB uh, agreement and all that different stuff that the commissioner can 
suspend any contract or deal in the event of a national emergency. So they came out with this agreement to avoid all that, and Jeff Passan wrote this, neither he, being Rob Manfred, nor the players wanted to display such myopia in the midst of a health crisis, so the incentive for both sides to compromise was there. Boy, oh boy, did they ever display myopia after that. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum. I'm not going to go into crazy detail because you know what's gone on over the last month and a half of all of this nonsense talking about money and number of games and all this other stuff. And now we are finally to the point that we were on March 28th. The agreement back then will be invoked. The commissioner will figure out what the best schedule will be. Reports are that it will probably be the 60 games. As the shorter the season, the more a chance for the players' union to come back with a grievance will be. So they're going to try to avoid that. Because remember, that was part of the thing that the Players Association shot down, that they would waive their right to grieve through all of this and the grievance, uh, based on how an arbitrator would rule, would award the winning side a billion dollars. And that was something that the owners were trying to avoid with the players because there's probably a precedent there. I don't know. that uh, There's a lot of legal stuff that I don't really understand with all of that. The point of it is we're really, really close to getting baseball back. And here in just a moment, I'm going to tell you, kind of break down what the March agreement is and what the Reds may, uh, how the Reds may look in a 60-game season. I mentioned something that probably wasn't ever going to be a problem, or hopefully won't be a problem uh, for them in a 60-game season. I mentioned that on yesterday's episode. Today, I'm going to point out the one thing that I think we all can agree on, something that we are a little worried about for a shortened season. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. But first, I wanted to let you know you can still go to BillBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order. When it comes to Bilt Bar, they are a healthy protein bar, but they taste like candy bars. They've got 16 great flavors, coconut chocolate, pineapple upside down cake. There's also double chocolate mousse. You've got some great peanut butter flavors in there as well. German chocolate cake, if you're that kind of a fan like me, jump on it at BuiltBar.com. And when you enter the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll get $10 off your first order. Built Bar is an awesome company, and they make great, healthy protein bars for you to snack on. If you're like me and you do Weight Watchers and all that stuff, it's only three points per Built Bar. That's pretty awesome, no matter the flavor. So check them out, BuiltBar.com. And the promo code locked on for $10 off your first order of the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, so I was looking back at the March agreement. As it stands, that's what we're going to have moving into the 60-game season. A lot of what we were hearing about different proposals from the owners or from the players involved expanded playoffs and involved a lot of money stuff that I'm not really going to get into because I'm tired of talking about the business of baseball. It's so just absolutely nauseating to me right now to think about the business of baseball because that's the reason that we are where we are. Anyway, but they talked about expanded playoffs, universal DH for the next two years, things like that. 
It's important to see what the details actually are now, though, as those proposals were, were all turned down, so we're not going to have those exact details. According to ESPN.com that was posted around 10 p.m. on Monday night by some MLB insiders, according to it, it says multiple MLB insiders contributed to this. Some quick facts for your 2020 season. Number of games, 60. Opening day around July 24th. Spring training July 1st. And will be asked the Players Association on Monday whether players will be able to report to training in their respective cities within seven days, which is by July 1st. Number of teams in the playoffs, 10. No expanded playoffs. Salary structure, full pro rata, which for 60 games means that players will earn around 37% of their full season salary so long as the truncated schedule is actually completed. So there are the quick facts when we're looking at this based on the March agreement. Haven't really seen anything confirming whether or not there will be a universal DH here in 2020. I'll keep my eye on that. I think I've, I thought I saw somewhere that there is, but I, I can't confirm that just if yet. I'm sure that's a detail that's going to be ironed out here as we implement spring training 2.0. But I thought it was interesting that Trevor Bauer had a great tweet on this, a very honest tweet and something that I think a lot of people kind of uh, echo with the way that they felt about this entire process. Trevor Bauer tweeted this. It's absolute death for this industry to keep acting as it has been both sides we're driving the bus straight off of a cliff how is this good for anyone involved COVID-19 already presented a lose-lose-lose situation and we've somehow found a way to make it worse incredible and a little emoji of a guy smacking himself in the face can't agree more. This has looked absolutely terrible for Major League Baseball. Any casual fan that says that they don't want to watch a game this year, I cannot blame you. I cannot argue with you, and I'm not going to try. I'm going to be all over it. I'm, I'm going to be really excited to finally see some baseball, but I kind of feel like uh, that kid who, you know, he was begging for a present, begging for a toy, begging for it, begging for it, and then finally it gets shoved in his lap by his parents. They're like, here, whatever, just shut up. It just feels cheap to me. I don't know. There, there, there's something about this that doesn't really sit too well with me. That's just how I'm feeling. But when you look at a 60-game season, the Reds are in a very interesting position. I mentioned yesterday that pitching-wise, the first 60 games of 2019 looked pretty good. The hitting, however... Did not. And I know that they have a couple of new faces in Nick Castellanos, Mike Mastakis, and Shogo Akiyama. One of those guys, though, kind of falls under the category of we weren't sure what we were going to get from him right out of the gate, and he probably needed some more time before we could really assess him. And that's Shogo. He's not going to get that. He's got to be good out of the gate. And another guy, a, a not an old, or not a new face, but an old face, our good man Joseph Daniel Lotto, is a notorious slow starter. He's got to start fast. We, we got to get the hitting off the ground in the first week. And it's funny that we, we look at one of uh, the biggest complaints we had about David Bell's first season as manager. Universally, I think every Reds fan can say this, they were weary by how he managed every single game like it was Game 7 of the World Series. I think that actually works now. 
I think you've actually got to approach every single game that way. I know it's 60 games. It's not just one game. But in that 60 games, a very, you know, like five or six game losing streak can derail your entire season. There, there is no playoff hope for you if you go on a big losing streak and the big really not being even that big. If it's five, six games, you're probably out of it. And sure, that when you look at it at the end of the season, you're not going to have that many teams that are that far out. Probably your teams that were already going to be really bad anyway, like the Tigers and the Orioles and stuff like that, they'll be way out of it. But as far as the teams who are close, the teams like the Reds who have closed the gap through free agency, through the things that they've done the last couple of years, and now fancy themselves as playoff contenders, as a team who could possibly win their division, this is going to be absolutely important. You cannot have multiple losing – I mean, you can't have that big losing streak, but you really can't have too many multiple losing streaks of four – games or something like that unless you offset them with multiple winning streaks of five or more it's going to be very interesting to see how the Reds do this but the hitting absolutely has to get off the ground that is definitely going to be the number one thing that we're worried about in this short season given so many people that we kind of thought needed some more time to figure out what they are to figure out where they are in their career, like Joey Votto, is he officially? I mean, we we kind of know that the power is not going to be there like it has in years past, but is he going to start another you know twenty or thirty game stretch where he's batting two twenty with an on base of like three ten and all this other stuff? Because if that's the case, we got a problem. Because I don't know if you can re- replace him or something like that and make it work. In a 60-game season, everything's going to be magnified. Moves will be magnified, whether they be bullpen changes, whether they be uh, pinch hitters. Hopefully there is a designated hitter. I, I, Like I mentioned, I need more confirmation on that before we jump out and say that. But I have seen where they will implement a regional schedule. So the Reds will play NL Central and AL Central foes. But they will still play, as far as standings are concerned, they still will be judged by the NL Central. So 60 games. Hopefully we'll have confirmation on tomorrow's podcast of everything that's about to happen. You're not going to want to miss it. Also, on tomorrow's podcast, Jason Williams returns. I'm going to talk to him about a column that he wrote just this past week. There's been a lot of... Uh, interesting developments with people from history, whether you look at statues or monuments or things like that that have been torn down. And Cincinnati has not been immune to that as Marge Schott's name is all over the city. And it has been talked about expunging her name from pretty much anywhere that it currently is. He wrote a column on that. We're going to talk to him about that on tomorrow's episode you won't want to miss it make sure that you're subscribed that way you don't miss any episode also follow me on twitter at jeff Carr with three f's and follow the show at lockdown reds on twitter facebook and instagram as well hopefully we have 
undeniable confirmation, 100% certainty, because right now it's like 95% certainty that we're going to have baseball, but 100% certainty, and I can give you all the details on tomorrow's episode. And we can put all this crap behind us of, hey, we're mad at baseball, because that's what I'm going to do. Whenever we finally have confirmation of a season, I can promise you I'm not going to belabor this point anymore. You guys know how I feel. Once a season is confirmed, we are full-on focusing on that season. We're going to be focusing on every single game, every single day, and we're going to be talking about the roster because, good Lord, we'll finally get to see Shogo Akiyama, we'll finally get to see Mike Moustakis, and we'll finally get to see Nick Castellanos in a Reds uniform, mashing, hits, dingers, whatever you want. <sighs> Please, let's get some confirmation tomorrow. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to today's episode. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.